They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Good evening, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got Dan Kingdom, the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson, and subbing in for Steve Tancock, the brilliant Ben Warren, digital media guru for Somerset County Cricket Club. Ben, it's great to have you on. Shall we start with uh, that tweet from last night, which seems to have uh, <laughs> ignited, a, uh, ignited a county cricket 100 versus Royal London War? What was all that about? Hello. Hi, Shep. Thanks for uh, having me on. And uh, hi, guys. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was all a bit, uh, all a bit strange. You know, um, obviously, very much uh, Somerset County Cricket Club and the BBC have a very good um, relationship. I think, yeah, it was one of those last night. All, all taken slightly out of context. I think is uh, um, all a little bit of fun. That um, you know, essentially, we we just felt that um, at, at, at a time. It would have been nice to uh, to see a little bit of coverage on the Royal London Cup for the on the BBC Cricket page, and uh, yeah, it was it was all uh, all in good jest, as most of as most of our Twitter followers will know. It's all pretty pretty chilled out on the Somerset page. We like to have a bit of a fun and a pop here and there. So uh, no, it's all 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 good, and uh, yeah, really uh, looking forward to um, to the games coming up. Absolutely, and the context of that tweet was an extraordinary victory for Somerset by one run with Glamorgan nine down, needing I think ten off that final Lewis Goldsworthy over, where he managed to sling down I think two or three full tosses in there and, and get away with it as well. But uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make the game uh, yesterday. I was all ready to go, and um, on Tuesday evening, my wife reminded me that we were going to Pepper Pig World in Hampshire on. <laughs> Wednesday and today so I've only just got back after a bit of a, a hellish journey so uh, I'm the odd one out who uh, wasn't at the game yesterday I did ca- manage to catch the end of it on the live stream uh, in a pub but um, Dan Anthony being at the ground did you was it always in the bag or uh, were we uh, slightly fortuitous to come away with a win um, no it certainly wasn't always in the bag I mean we didn't have much luck we lost the toss we had three interruptions in our innings uh, we didn't bat very well until Ben Green and uh, Lewis Goldsworthy got together. We didn't get enough runs. Um, and in the middle of the uh, Morgan innings, it looks it looked very much uh, as if Cullen and Root were going to cruise to victory. And then all of a sudden, uh, Ben Green brought on Casey Aldridge. Um, a wicket fell and wickets fell thereafter. And... The, I thought the, the young bowlers stood up really, really well under enormous pressure. And uh, and Lewis Goldsworthy, <laughs> you know, he's got such a fantastic, fantastically mature head on such young shoulders. And, and yeah, he bowled three full tosses at the start of the over, but he got away with it. And and you know, it was it was a, a, a real sort of um, brand from the burning wind. You know, it was victory snatched from the door jaws. Of what seemed like certain defeat. Dan, is that uh, your? T- I guess you went to the game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah all, I was all ganging up on me while I was on the teacups at Peppa Pig. Well, yeah, go on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was sat down in the 
bottom deck of the Trez Pavilion, and obviously the ball coming towards me at the end, just I just shouted, <laughs> bounce. Like, I could tell it was going to, but it's just like willing it on, just bounce in front of the rope, please. And yeah, thank God it did, because yeah, I mean, the last oh, five, seven overs, you know, it was, it was, I was proper bag of nerves, because you know, to to get in with a sniff, you know, I really want, because I think we're going to, you know, this competition is going to be tough for us to get through still. And I was thinking we've got to take, when we've got a sniff of a victory, we've got to take it because there will probably will be games that we lose because, you know, our own experience will show, etc. But when we've got a sniff, we've got to take it. And I'm just so delighted we did. And yeah, it was Aldridge and Baker, I think, I was the two I was most impressed with. You know, Aldridge particularly, I think this was his first really good game. You know, he was, you know, sort of was okay against Leicestershire in his championship debut, a um, bit inconsistent. And he sort of bowled much better against Derbyshire on Sunday. And yesterday, but yesterday he was really impressive. You know, just getting that extra bounce off the wicket, um, which is exactly what we needed from him. Really, obviously being the the first change bowler, you know, someone to try and get wickets in the middle overs. You know, and he, and that's exactly what he did. And when he when he came back on, um, was he towards the end? And yeah, Baker impressive again. I mean, he's really so far he's living up to the hype. You know, after all the the videos of him swinging the ball around um, on social media that Ben's put up. Um, he, yeah, yeah, he's been really impressive. Um, and yeah. you know, again, did the job yesterday near the end when we needed him to. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'm I'm having to kind of uh, curtail my analysis to the bit of the game that I actually saw. So I'm going to be an expert on the last sort of four or five overs. Um, and I agree with you, Dan. What I saw from Sonny Baker was he didn't try and do anything too drastic. He just knew what his stock ball was. That full fast in swinger. Bowling it to 9-10 jack, you should be able to do that and only give away singles and, and dots, which is what he did. He just stuck to his plan, didn't try and do anything too clever, like you know, bouncing them out or back of the hand, slow ball Yorkers or anything crazy like that. Just stuck it in the spot where he knows that he can bowl it and he got his results. And it was, yeah, a very, very impressive performance from, I think, is the youngest member of the, that squad or second youngest, yeah. maybe. So, yeah, well done, Sonny Baker. James Rue, I think, is younger, isn't he? Yeah, there's not much in it. I think James Rue would be slightly younger, yeah. Um, but I think it was really impressive how, um, how Sonny sort of took responsibility almost in those last few overs. His, his body language was excellent. You know, it was almost like, give me the ball, I'm the man for the job. Um, same with Casey, really. So, that you know, it was great to see some of the younger players who haven't played too much cricket just, just have that confidence to come and say, yeah, I'm going to go and win the game for Somerset. So... Um, you know, it would have been easy to sort of hide him in the field. Sonny took a great catch at long off yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, just just a great example of the the talent and the and the mentality, I guess, more so of the uh, of the guys coming through. Yeah, it was great body language. Talk about body language, Ben. But the the way he took the catch, the the technique, he just it was just bam, straight in front of his face. No no messing about. Um, no Good nerves. Catch. Yeah. It swerved. It swerved away from him at the last moment. He had to. He had to adjust, and it was travelling as well. It was a bloody good. It really was an absolute top quality catch. It was a lot more difficult than it looked because of that last minute swerve. And I thought he bowled. I mean, I was I was broadcasting Kevin Howells, um, who sees a lot of cricket, and he was hugely impressed with both um, Sonny Baker and Casey Aldridge. Um, and you know, I thought I thought Sonny Baker bowled with real pace. Yeah, particularly in his first spell, and he, he, you know, he's he's a terrific prospect. I just hope that we've got room for them for them both, and they they don't 
you know, follow one or two others and, and um, go elsewhere. Because they're, you know, they're, they're good enough. And if they don't get their chances, they're quite right to go elsewhere. So yeah, we've got that trio of, um, of Baker, Aldridge and old Ned Leonard are almost going to be <laughs> vying for one or maybe not even an A spot. If we're looking at a, a championship first team of, um, we've got Overton, Gregory, Brooks, Davey, DeLanger. Davey um, well, Brooks Davey, can't yeah. get side. And, and Leach as well. Yeah, so there's plenty of bowlers above them. So uh, yeah. it's going to be a difficult job keeping them all happy. And that was, of course, the, uh, the win that made it two from two. We did kick off the defence of the Royal London One Day Cup on Sunday with a... I'd say it was a comfortable six-wicket win over Derbyshire, thanks uh, mainly to um, a hundred made on one leg uh, by James Hildreth, who is uh, thankfully it was only cramp, and he was able to take the field um, yesterday against Morgan. And another mature performance from Lewis Goldsworthy, finishing with uh, with an unbeaten fifty-seven. So, um, all looking good for the Somerset youngsters. Um, Again, another, it was my wife's birthday at the weekend, so another game that I wasn't able to get to. I am definitely coming up for Yorkshire on Sunday. That is, that is, booked in the diary. Mrs. has got the kids, both kids on Sunday. I'll be up for the the full hundred overs of the Yorkshire game. Um, but yeah, any any uh, thoughts on that Derbyshire game? Again, it was when we we kind of pulled it back a little bit, didn't we? They looked uh, they looked on course um, for a big score. Yeah. They got too many runs. We we did we bowled poorly at the back end. Um, you know we we should have kept them down to two fifty, two sixty, something like that. Um, but they aren't very good, Derbyshire. Um, they're re they're really down in the dumps. You know they're they're bottom of their group in the in the uh, championship and second to bottom, I think, in the vitality blast. And they don't come with any high expectations. So if we hadn't beaten them at home, we really would have you know with some questions to be asked. And it was good to see the old the old guys. You know, Steve Davis batted beautifully. He really, really did. Um and 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 James Hildreth not quite at his best, but he didn't make many mistakes and he you know he knocked it around and picked off the bowlers when he needed to. So it was a it was a good all round professional performance. Yeah, it was, came out of the blue that Steve Davis dismissal, didn't it? He looked like he if you ever yeah, wanted delivery like George yeah. Bartlett, same same shot, you know, pick up pick up shot that they don't really hit, you know, and they end up just hitting it straight down deep square legs through. George Bartlett just, you know, he need, he needs some runs. Yes, he, he does. really does. He's such a talented player, such a talented batsman, but he just seems to, you know, I don't know whether it's loss of concentration or what, but you know, he just switches off, and then he's gone. You only, you know, you only get to make one mistake if you're a batsman. <laughs> You do indeed. So um, probably not worth having a look at the the table. It's it's all very um, up and down with teams having played some having played four. We've only played two. Uh, but for what it's worth, we are. Uh, let's see. We are well. We are third with four points, having played two games. Surrey and Glamorgan are above us. It's the if you're not aware, the format for the Royal London this year is the top two go through to the semi-finals, which they would have at home. And then the two second and thirds will, uh, well, second from Group A will play uh, third from Group B and vice versa in the, 
quarterfinals, but I suppose technically they're playoffs to get into the semi-finals. And then the final is uh, at Trent Bridge on a Thursday. Ridiculous. What does Dan think? How many points does Dan think uh, a county will need to, uh, to qualify for the next stage? I think 12 to be safe, so that's six wins. But I think usually five wins are enough. Um, I remember Four in... Wins when... two no results. That yeah, no results can make things different. Makes thing change things up a bit because obviously, if there's lots of no results around the group, that can maybe push the number of points you need up a tad. Um, I remember in twenty seven, no, twenty eighteen, we had four wins and a no result, so nine points, and that that meant we finished fourth, so we just missed out. Um, but I think ten or eleven should be enough. Twelve, twelve to be safe. I think that was the first year they changed it, didn't they? They changed it from four teams qualifying. Mm. Three and I think we just missed out that first yeah. first year. But I think um, I mean it goes to show. I mean in 2019 we finished third, didn't we? So we were away yeah. at Worcester and away at Notts. So um, yeah, it can easily be. Um, I think because of the knockout stages, it's such a short turnaround. It actually being away from home and getting the momentum on the board might not that extra game might be uh, might be advantageous yeah. to someone. Yeah, we certainly built on the, um, the 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 Worcester result produced the the Trent Bridge result. You know, they were on a high going to going to Trent Bridge, and the Trent Bridge result produced to some extent, although there was a, a gap, the Lord's result. So you're quite right, Ben. It's it's all about momentum. Absolutely, yes. These games come in thick and fast, culminating with the well, the quarters are on uh, Saturday, the fourteenth of August. The semis on Tuesday the 17th and then the final, it must be a misprint on the calendar. It says it's on Thursday the 19th of August. I'm sure we'll all be there if uh, some set do manage to make it. <coughs> right, um, some other news that came out while we uh, were off, uh, well, I don't, are we on air as a podcast? Since our last episode was uh, the fixtures for um, the... Uh, the September session, the Division One of the County Championship, were released, and like a true professional, I've lost where I uh, <laughs> lost the tab that I had them on. So, um, let's see if we can do them from memory. Uh, I know we're away at Scarborough. Is that the second game? Second game, no. yeah. yeah, the so, second game. Yeah, home home to Nottingham. That's away, right. Away at Scarborough. Home to. Um, <laughs> Lancashire, Lancashire, and then we finish at Edgbaston. And away at Edgbaston for the last one, which is, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve will be disappointed. There isn't the the trip to Old Trafford, um, which is two minutes down the road from his house, or, or not. Yeah, so, I, so I wanted Old Trafford as well, and I was I was really happy to see Scarborough. And then I realised it was the week I'm on holiday in North Wales, so <laughs> I did look to see if I could like yeah, do Scarborough a day trip said- there. It's not really right. day trippable, North Wales. No, well, to I did. Look, I will go to many lengths to go and see Somerset play, and it is doable on the train. But it's like a very, very long day—four hours there, four hours back, getting up very early and getting back late. I would maybe do it, but it's unlikely. Um, so that's that's a shame. Um, yeah, I, I think the fixtures are good for us. I think we, I think we were discussing it last time. I think it's good to avoid Headingley and good to avoid Old Trafford. And also, it's, I think it's good to be at Edgebaston for the game that Leach should be available for because mm. that you know, Edgebaston can turn. Um, and that last game, we should have Leachy back after the Test series. And I think Knots at home—that's when you know, we usually beat Knots um, yeah. home or away, but home, home especially. Lancashire at home, yeah, I'd much rather play them home than away. And I think Scarborough 
rather play Yorkshire there than heading me. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. couldn't have come uh, much. Uh, couldn't fall a much uh, nicer for us. The only shape, the only um, disappointing thing is that we're going to have to win the championship at Edgbaston instead of Taunton. But you know, can't have everything. Can't have everything. I think possibly if if we. Because Warwickshire are the side that, uh, what have they got? Um, 20. We've got 18 and a half. They're the other. How many points have they got? They've got three or four more than us. Yeah. So it's all, in my mind, it's going to come down to that game. So if it had been first in the calendar, that one probably would have uh, have decided it with all other results being equal. But hey, we'll take it anywhere. We'll take it anywhere. What's wrong with that? I don't think. Sorry? I don't think Warwickshire are that good. I think they they've you know they just happened to beat Knots twice and that's helped them. But they lost some other games. I think I don't think they're amazing. I think they're better teams um, than Warwickshire yeah, in this group. Yeah. I think the Roses teams look like the most likely challengers, don't they? I think in terms Absolutely. of on pitch quality. But uh, obviously Yorkshire take uh, I've got not a huge points tally to take in. So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how. How the pitches are prepared in Taunton for first and mm-hmm. foremost. I think that's going to be a fascinating take and see how Scott and um, Andy Hurry and Jason Kerr work those, maybe that first home game in particular. Um, You've had a few so... thoughts about that, haven't you, Anthony? A few thoughts about what? The state of the pitches we played on in the uh, in the group stages of the championship. Oh, yeah. A little I mean, bit placid. Yeah, we need, we need. I mean, I, I thought the pitch yesterday. Was was really good. You know, there was a little bit of seam. There was there was bounce and carry, uh, and and the pitch actually it was it was a used pitch against Derbyshire, but that, there was plenty of bounce there as well. So perhaps the work that Scott Hawkins has been putting in earlier in the season is beginning to bear fruit. He's been trying to prepare quick pitches, which is absolutely right. Um, and you know you want to prepare pitches that are, that are going to suit the likes of Craig Overton and Lewis Gregory and and Martin Delanger and. and and Josh Davy because Jack Leach isn't going to be in the equation for the for the two home championship matches, sadly. Um, so um, no, I think you know, we, we'll we'll see. It, it, I've got every sympathy for groundsmen. It's it's not an exact science. I mean, the the Surrey groundsman at the Oval a couple of weeks ago, you know, was was told to produce a raging Turner because they'd signed Ravi Ashwin at vast expense. And it did turn eventually on the last day, but you know it was too late for Surrey, and uh, we got away with it. But um, there you are. I suppose the um, all's well that ends well, and um, we did end up topping the group. We did take Hampshire through with us by um, playing that that sort of safety first brand of cricket in those last couple of home games. So I guess we have to put our faith in the powers that be that uh, come September we'll be we'll be playing on some. Slightly more uh, more interesting wickets that we given us a bit more exciting cricket than we saw on the uh, that the, was it the third and the fourth yeah, game about Leicestershire game Leicestershire. <laughs> yeah <laughs> did a on it we a stick a rhubarb oh right okay absolutely right so where are we now let's uh, let's pop on to our listeners questions hang on just well, I just, oh, sorry about I just I just want to say I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Mm. With Pete Trigo tossing up with Ben Green oh, at yes. um, Welbeck Colliery. I mean, it's going to be great to see Triggs 
again and to see him playing cricket again and to see him playing cricket against you know actually what well certainly one of his two of his old mates steve davis and particularly james hill is going going to be great fun and um, i hope i hope that we we win by one run trigo having (laughs) scored a century Hmm. Not again. <laughs> we can win by as many as we like as long as Tree scores a century. And of course, another old boy um, coming up on Sunday as well when uh, Yorkshire visit the uh, yeah, Associates County Ground and Don Bass. Uh, so, yeah, so he won't see Bass. He's with the England Test squad. Oh, is he? Oh, that's. Um, is, yeah. Oh, is that already? Is it? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, Wednesday, doesn't it? Ah, okay. Oh, it's a shame. And, uh, it'd be great to see Treeks play against Somerset. We've. Uh, We've avoided too many sort of real battles, have we, with Trigo and uh, and Jamie Overton so far. Yeah, so yeah. I think we might be in for a bit of a treat tomorrow. If, uh, I hope if, so. Uh, I really if, hope so. Yeah, the forecast. Yeah, the forecast grim. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> no, I'm meant to be going. I mean, me and my brother and my dad are driving up tomorrow morning. Like, Bloody hell, what I time love outgrounds. Sorry. I said, what time are you leaving? Uh, I think we're looking six six thirty. It's three and a half hour drive. But yeah. I just, it's, I don't want to waste a journey. It's like that decision you have to make, isn't it? It's horrible, but yeah. Yeah, the forecast is pretty ropey for the, I think it's pretty ropey for the whole weekend as well, isn't it? Is Sunday looking good? Or are we a bit too far out for I that think, one? Uh, yeah, yeah. looks a bit so showery. Shower, I think, yeah. I think Dan's nailed it there. That potentially not terminal, but maybe a bit like yesterday that we might be uh, having a few interruptions. But yeah. So. Yeah, it looks a nice place, Welbeck. I've never been, but it looks like a very picturesque outground from from what I've uh, some of the photos that I've seen. So, how come they're not playing it at Tread Bridge then? Is there something else going on there at the moment that that means <laughs> not can't use their their ground? Well, yeah, there is a certain Somerset player who's applying his trade at uh, Tread Bridge at the moment. Oh, there's successful. Oh, there's two at the moment, isn't there? Is uh... because uh, yeah, yeah. Is Marchant on his way back yet? Is is Wahab Riaz in the country? Is he, is he quarantined? Is he out of whatever bubble he needs to be in? I think he is. I think Wahab is in the country. I think I I didn't see it. My dad told me just now. Apparently, Wahab is in the country, so we may be seeing Marchant back soon. Hopefully, excellent stuff. Well, mind you, after he took five for in the first game, I would have probably yeah, I wanted to let him go. If I was in charge. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. There was ever a, if there was ever a player made for that tournament. Marchant's got to be up high on the list, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it'd be um, be interesting to see it'd be um, how they how they work it, whether they do try and keep him or swap. Because I know with overseas, I don't know what the exact regulations are of keeping them in your squad, even if you don't play them. But um, yeah, it'd be great to see Marchant back. I think it was uh, um, would certainly add another dimension to our fifty-over attack for sure. Absolutely, I would like to see him bat three as well. Just get him up there. Who, would you, who, would you, who are you going to drop then, Ben, if, if Martin comes back? Well, it's a good question. I think probably it's going to be a rotation sort of thing rather than a because I think that they'll look to rotate the likes of Davy and Brooks um, and probably the the young seamers as well, just to make sure that they're all because the games are coming quite thick and fast, aren't they? There's quite a the group stage, even even though it's potentially not as intense as the blast in terms of straight up days of cricket you know obviously playing fifth whole days and traveling it's uh it's still going to be a pretty intense couple of uh, weeks really so i think yeah they'll look to uh to, to switch it up a bit horses for courses is josh fit to, to play um tomorrow 
I think that he's he's incredibly close. Yeah, I think I think it was they've um, you know taken a cautious approach. I think they don't they don't want to they don't want to risk it. You know, with with uh, with important matches coming up. So uh, um, yeah, I think you know had it been the final of the championship summer, I think he would have been on the park. But uh, yeah, I think he's there's he's a fair bet to play tomorrow. Good. In place of well, one of the young quicks, presumably. Yeah, either that or, or they might just swap. swap. Well, they could rest Jack Brooks, couldn't they? Yeah, I think that he, might be that. This is um, did he did he hurt himself on um, yesterday? Yeah, I think he's got a slight niggle, but I think he's still available. Um, but yeah, I think the logical choice might be to um, to pop pop Davy in for for Brooks and stick with the uh, the rest of the younguns. But um, yeah, we'll see. We will. Good stuff. So, are you are you going up tomorrow as well, Ben, or do you? Uh... No, unfortunately, I've actually taken the forecast um, as uh, as a bit of a uh, a right number. I, I, I shall probably do um, most of the fifty over away games, and I've uh, I've booked in for Scarborough, which is uh, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's it's still a little tricky for for us to get to the away games by usual methods of going up on the team bus because uh, there's still some protocols around bubbles and things like that and because we're in a different bubble to the players and it's all a little bit complex with, with travel these days so uh, um, yeah not going tomorrow but hope to get so, to Ollie Sales uh, the new social media guru yeah we just give him the camera and let him go for it so right uh, <laughs> I'm going to set you two off against each other Anthony Ben made a series and he called it Behind the Wyvern. It's not a Wyvern, is it? Go. No, it's not. The symbol of Somerset is a dragon, always has been. He's got four legs. You can see it on the on the on the crest. A Wyvern is a two-legged beast with wings, and it's a sort of minor version of the dragon, which is why the supporters club years and years ago called themselves the Wyverns. And that's where the, the the misunderstanding has has arisen. So next season it'll be behind the dragon. Otherwise, Stumpy will be very upset. <laughs> I should point out, listeners, that Ben looks like he's been summoned to the headmaster's study. And <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an well, easy uh, yeah. it's an easy mistake to make. I mean, I was. Uh, I mean, I, they've been calling it a wyvern it's long before my time, so I will. Exactly. I'm not going to take the absolute blame for this. Someone oh, yes. at some point at the club has decided to call it a wyvern, and that person will clearly um, be not good. be thanked moving forward. But yes, I think um, we have adopted a mythical, mythical wyvern as our <laughs> slack term <laughs> it's, it, we're, we're in the woke times. It's it's a dragon that identifies as a wyvern. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, not, it's not for us to question how many legs or how many non legs. There we go. But behind the dragon next year. One more question: um, Why do they call Ben Green Neil? Do you know that? Uh, do you know that Ben? Is it something um, to do with the in betweeners? Because that generally tends to be why people are called Neil. I, I actually think it is to do with a certain character from the well-known Channel 4 series, The Inbetweeners. Uh, um, I, and I actually saw Ollie Sell yesterday start the hashtag Neil at the wheel, which I thought yeah, was... Yeah, uh, and then um, I, I replied to him, Inbetweeners, question mark, with a, with a Neil gif, and then I just got a, 
I'm not sure what emoji that is. A winky nod. Are you an in-betweeners fan, Gibbo? I'm afraid not. No, ah, no. no. So, no bus wankers, clunge, none of that mean nothing to you? No. Nope. Not, no. <laughs> never, never seen it. You don't know what you're missing out on, Gibbo. Don't know what you're missing out on. <laughs> right, listeners' questions then. Let's... Okay, oh, your mate Grumpy Git, ranting Dave. Uh, the only downside from the win over Glown Cricket is the injury to Brooksy and will he be ready to bowl on Friday? Will Josh Davy be fit? Super well done to all at Somerset CCC. Next up, Trent Bridge. Um, so Brooks is not in the squad tomorrow, is that right? And Josh might be? Josh might be playing? I think Brooks is in. Oh, he's in, is he? He's okay. Yeah, yeah so is Josh. But, I mean, yeah, as Ben said, it seems that Josh is obviously being managed at the moment, so... Mark has put um, he's quoted a tweet from the Lancashire Action Group Um, they are a little bit tight up north Uh, £25 a ticket for a development competition at Taunton discuss Uh, I think I'd like to put on record that I think if you paid £25 to go and watch the last two games I think you'd be Saying that you got your money's worth, you know, Absolutely. I think it's been it's a great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not a development competition. That is a terrible phrase that the ECB should never have used. It's it is and to an extent it is a development competition, but it is not entirely. There are lots of first team players playing. It's 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 in between first and second eleven cricket. It's still you know I don't know I don't I don't know if twenty five pounds worth it or not. But yeah, as Ben said, I, the games have been brilliant so far, and yeah, I personally don't care. Just get a membership and then it's free. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Get a membership and it's free. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't have to worry about that. Uh, okay. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, Lord Lupin. BBC web coverage of Royal London Cup. Discuss. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this is... Uh, we're we're harking, back, harking back to... Do you not run the cr- cricket website on the BBC then, Gibbo? No, is it yeah. not you? If it's not you... I it must mean, be- it must be we Charlie. Were on, if it's we were on Five Live Sports Extra for virtually the whole day yesterday, so you know there was there was it was going out na- national network broadcasting. Is that um, was that only because the hundred games were rained off? Yeah, but we would have still been on until the uh, until the women's hundred game starts oh, okay. at three o'clock. So you know, and 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 so I think you know the. Uh, you talk to uh, talk to Kevin. He's he's very determined to make sure that the, the, the Royal London One Day Cup gets its fair share of BBC coverage. So it's not forgotten in the, in all the stuff about uh, about the hundred. I think the issue with so hundred. Yeah, I think the issue with the hundred coverage is the sheer deluge of it to a point where it's almost becoming propaganda. So you aren't seeing that BBC cricket homepage split fifty fifty between. Royal London Cup and 100 it's oh there was some cricket at the 100 today oh did you see this um, uh, this singer um, played a little bit of a concert at the 100 today oh listen to a VT of these fans who are saying this is the, the first game they've been today or the first cricket game they've ever been to and it's at the 100 and then tucked down you know right at the bottom of the page is Somerset's yeah. one run win over Glamorgan in the Royal London One Day Cup it's well, that's, that's not quite fair I mean if you look uh, I'm just trying to find it now but the um, uh, this morning when I when I was looking the there was a um, on the on the cricket home page 
there was a report on the um, Somerset to Morgan one run win about fourth down, something like that. So it's it's, it's not been not been forgotten. No, no, I, I think um, you know in terms of the the coverage the BBC give county cricket is absolutely exceptional, and you know obviously the the, the radio coverage, the, the, the coverage of the likes of Charlie Taylor um, providers is, is is brilliant. I think um, I think the only thing that we 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 picked up on was the fact that the BBC website was a hundred percent at that time on the hundred. You know, I think it, it would have been nice to have seen. You know, what, even if it was not us, you know, there was there was a game, be it abandoned game, Lancashire Kent. Um, you know, so I think at that time, like half past seven, you know, it wasn't about match reports, wasn't about anything else, but it would just been nice to see something about the competition. Well, I think I think it's it must have borne some fruit. I'm just looking at the, the um, cricket BBC cricket homepage now, and you've got live London spirit chasing 124 to beat Trent Rockets, and then Priest sets up record total as Rockets beat. You mean the hundreds on? Oh no, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to leave you. Sorry. Third one-day cup wins for Bears and Gloss. Yeah, that's brilliant. As I said, there was, it was a very I don't sort think of. It's unfair. No, I think that's you know I don't don't ever think we'd think that the the coverage of the hundred wouldn't be vast and you know the BBC are a broadcast partner and they've got a lot of um, media rights access that they don't have to county cricket, which Charlie Taylor pointed you know made makes a very valid point on on that. So yeah, no, there's there's naturally a lot more content they can. They can put out, and I said, hopefully, it's, it is. There is still some, you know. If I was a cricket fan and I went on there, or, or that, just be like, be good to make sure that uh, they can see some fifty over cricket as well. Yeah. You got anything to add on this, Dan, or are you being uh, you being Switzerland on this one? I'm happy to be Switzerland on this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you've, you've got to you've got to understand. You know, there is a huge. Sell on the on the hundred at the moment. And BBC are in partnership with the ECB on county cricket coverage and other things, you know. And it's not just the BBC that's pushing it as hard as Sky Television, every other media outlet is virtually under orders from the ECB. And don't forget, the county chief executives and chairman signed up to the hundred deal. So you know, it's you can't you can't entirely blame the 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 ECB for what's going on at the moment if the counties were that worried about it being the threat to the future of the county game they should have voted against it which they could have done and it would never have happened but they didn't i think we just got to wait and see what what happens i'm not a great conspiracy theorist but well, you think you, you know, won't fit in with the somerset fans then uh, get both no, you're not a massive I'm conspiracy so. theorist <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Moving on. Uh, Nick Chalice asks, how many tests will Sonny Baker need to overtake Jimmy Anderson as England's highest wicket taker? Um, Didn't get too far ahead. It's a a nice sentiment. I was just going to say, we don't want to start putting the pressure on these these kids by bigging them up as the next big thing because 18-year-old bowlers will have a nightmare spell. It just happens. You know, I think we look back to... um, People saying you know, this rotation of, oh, you should bring in Casey Aldridge, you should bring in old Ned Leonard, you should bring in Sonny Baker on the basis of, you know, a couple of two minute highlight reels of taking four wickets in four balls in T20s or these big booming in swinging Yorkers. And then when Aldridge did get his chance when uh, Craig was called up to the England squad, he bowled okay, but, you know, he, he wasn't the, uh, 
he wasn't the uh, the fast bowler that many thought he was going to be straight off the bat. It just it doesn't work like that. You've got to give these kids time. Uh, they will bowl well. They will have good games as as Sonny did yesterday, and then they'll have the occasional uh, the occasional team a bit. It's about uh, about giving them time and sticking with them long term. Next right, up, I'm going to love you and leave you if that's all right. Yeah, room service for Gibbo. Anything good on the no, menu? Must, must be joking. Premier Inn out, out by the motorway. Premier Inn. <laughs> It's not exactly luxury. £34 a night, the BBC paid for this. So. Ben, can you put out another tweet slagging off the BBC? Saying yeah, Ant- yeah. A man of Anthony Gibson's calibre should be, should be in a more salubrious <laughs> accommodations than the Premier Inn in Mansfield. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Anyway, if there are any young single ladies in Mansfield listening, what room number are you in, Anthony? <laughs> I'm too old for that as well. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Have fun at uh, have fun at Welbeck tomorrow, Gibbo. Uh, we'll catch up yeah, with you. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Cheers. 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 Right. Oh, one from Chris Linton, one of the partners at Wallens, the uh, sponsors of Western Storm. Writes, couldn't answer to the hundred, destroying the county game. Blimey, Chris, it's only been a week. Give it a chance uh, to be awarded the franchises for the coming seasons. To the county teams who will play in County Championship Div 1 for that season, bringing some competition back to the County Championship in order to qualify for a franchise. I suppose you could also say that for the f- the eight teams that are qualified for the Blast quarterfinals would probably make um, a bit more sense to give them the short-form whiteboard contracts. But I think that was mooted, wasn't it? Have the eight-team... Premier League for T20 have and make that your shop window competition and then have the the remaining 10 teams still uh, play in the uh, what I suppose you call it the blast or the second division um, yeah I think that's, that, that was rejected yeah that that's the way that, that that's to this day I still favour that option I mean it's not going to happen now but that's what I wish we had tried a, a two division blast you know, just to see how that would have gone, rather than going straight for the hundred. I think. I mean, I think Chris's Chris's idea is a bit different. I think he's saying, you know, you you play the blast as well as the hundred, but the, or, or championship. But you know, the championship teams qualify. It, it, I, to be honest, I think Chris's idea is. A, I I don't think it really works because there's not that narrow. The, the hundred is trying to have these eight centres and you keep them in the same place. It's the narrative and teams can follow their franchise and stuff. You know, it's yeah. I think I think the two yeah. divisional blasts. I, I don't think you can go jumping those franchises around. You'll end up with like American no, football. It doesn't you? really every, work. Every team's going from from here to there. Um, oh, regular correspondent Mike Mike Unwin. Judging by some of the recent social media comments, George, who, etc. How many second team players can you name from a team photo? Sounds like I might have jumped in halfway through a thread on that one. No, I haven't. Um, that's a bit of a random comment from Mike. Have we got any context to that one that, that we know about? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, it's interesting. Um, it might be worth mentioning it at this stage, George Drissel, who came in um, yesterday and, and thought mm. did, a, did a pretty good job with, with, yeah. with this off spin. I, I, I've, it's the first time I've been at Somerset for seven years and I've never um not really known anything about someone playing first team cricket to the point where other than just sort of seeing a few clips of him playing for the 
seconds and never met the guy never really knew anything about his character anything so it was uh certainly an interesting moment for for for, for george yesterday but uh, came in and did uh, did a good job was he was he flicking between us and gloucester for second team cricket earlier Worcester. in the year Oh, Worcester, yeah. He's, he's he was really, oh, yeah, he was released by Gloucester last year, and he's yeah. been. Um, I didn't. I didn't see him. Did he bowl okay? Yeah, I think I could see. I could see why he doesn't have a first team contract. I can see why Gloucester released him. I think something. Uh, he didn't quite have. There's something maybe missing. Something. Some, a bit of. Uh, he's a bit more. A bit more body in his action. Mm. A bit more just. Yeah, there's just that sort of something just lacking. I think there must be. There is something there. I think you know. The, yeah, he's, he's not young, young anymore, is he? He's no. got he's had a few years around around. Twenty-three, sort of, is he? I think. Yeah. So uh, young for a spinner, I, I guess. But um, yeah, I you know it. Um, you know he got the the, the wicket of root, um, which was obviously um, a crucial one. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough for him to. Um, to really sort of make a make a mark at Somerset, but um, but yeah, you, you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking the last couple of episodes about there is a an off a massive off spinner shaped hole in the in this current squad, particularly up at the Oval. A uh, couple of weeks ago, when we had three left arm spinners playing, which did, doesn't seem a very balanced attack. So uh, yeah, if you're not if you can come in and do a job bowling off spin in the Royal London One Day Cup, I think you're uh, you're going to give your Self a massive, massive chance of getting a contract at Somerset. Um, Andy Cleave about his choice of uh, Ben Green as man of the match. Um, this is a good one from Rob Blackwell. Do we think Ben Green has come of age and will definitely get a new contract? I see him as a valuable all-rounder in all three formats. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely going to get a new contract. Um, I can't see they would have given him the captaincy of that uh, Royal London one day cup if if not um, but he has come in, in the blast he's coming in the Royal London one day cup I've said it before and I'll say it again he never ever lets Somerset down when he gets picked and that has been in a variety of roles be it opening the batting the bowling all rounder coming in at, at, at 7 or 8 and that's tricky to be a, a bowling all rounder in a squad that's got Craig Overton and Lewis Gregory in it because it's very, very tricky to get a gig. So where I think he's he's done well is his stickability around that squad, where his role has changed. So like I say, opening the batting, bowling all-rounder, if he was just pigeonholed in as, right, I'm Ben Green, I bat four or five in the middle order, I think he would have probably found himself having a, a longer run in the side. And I think now is probably the time where he needs to be developing into a settled role particularly in red ball cricket. It reminds me of Moen Ali. Because he could, he was shunted into all these different roles and probably now, just about in the prime of his career, he's out the England side because he was never, not say selfish enough, but he was never able to say, can I just bat in one place? Can I stay there and bat my entire career at number, let's say number six and bowl a few overs of off spin if I have to? not go out to Sharjah or the UAE in and open the batting for three or four test matches, then bat at nine as a specialist spinner. So I, th- I yeah, think that's I think what Ben needs Ben needs to do. He's definitely playing the 
best cricket of his career at, at the moment. I think it was it it sort of got lost in all of the other debutants and you know bits and pieces that have gone over it. But that was it's still only his fifth list day match that he's playing yesterday. So I think that was you know that's almost makes him a veteran of of, of the side. So um, you know, and I think the other thing on on Ben Green is um, is he went, underwent some quite complex shin surgery over the the winter. So you know he's he's, he's always with his role changing, a lot of it was because he was playing as a specialist batsman because of his, his, his shin problems. So um, it's probably the first real time where he's broken in to the side and he's and he's back bowling at his best. And uh, you know, bowl has bowled really, really well this this summer in both forms of, of white ball cricket at the moment. So um, yeah, um, definitely, I think uh, a, a great opportunity for him to keep developing as captain and. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll it'll be eyeing up many more years at, at, at Somerset. Mm-hmm. Chris Payne has um, um, asked, do you think he's in with a shout as being captain of the Vitality Blast next year? I think we'll keep. I think we'll keep Gregory as captain. I think. I mean, some people have questioned elements of Gregory's captaincy, but. I think we'll stay with him. You know, he's captain of Trent Rockets as well. He's clearly valued as a captain by by teams. Um, yeah, and I don't have a major issue with Lewis captaincy. I think he's perfectly good. So, yeah, but but, but Green is yeah, you know, Green is clearly someone who is seen as you know having those leadership qualities. So, you know, in the years to come, you never know. He might um, might rise to being vice captain or captain of you know of one of the T Twenty or Championship teams. And Lewis has done himself no. Um... No harm with his performances um, in the recent ODIs, so it could be that he's away a little bit more with England. and And if we do suddenly look at the schedule, and Lewis is an ODI regular and an ODI series, they, oh no, they don't. <clears throat> they don't normally sit in with a blast, but maybe if they did, they might decide. Okay, Lewis, you're going to be you're going to be away for six or seven games. We'll give we'll give um, Ben Green a go. Yeah, I think they'll be keen to establish that leadership group amongst the, the squad moving forward and I think Dan you'll probably know the exact stat I think it's six captains Somerset have had this year in all formats sounds about it? right yeah so I, I can't imagine that's happened too often in, in recent no. uh, history in, in any county and club so uh, yeah the, the upshot I guess of that is that they are quickly developing um, you know experience of leadership and, and I think that can only be a good thing moving forward for for the club and you know it does mean that if, if we have injuries or England call-ups we should be able to cope relatively yeah who are the six I'm missing one Tom Abel Craig Overton Lewis Gregory Ben Green James Hildreth Max Waller oh yes of course Max Waller for that one game before he got he got dropped uh, Peter Wanless is a fan of music through the 50 over games as well as the T20 it's a yes from uh, Peter right then Dan no. agreed about the music, yeah, I think I think because uh, Ben, you you may know about this because I you know something I I tweeted about it the other day that they're playing music this year in the One Day Cup and I don't think we usually do at least in the last couple of years a fifty over cricket except when it's on TV. So is that a was that a conscious decision, decision by the club? Yeah, I think we did it in twenty nineteen. I think it was um, okay. so twenty eighteen previously. It was it was no music. It was very much a, kind of a championship game that finished in a day. Um, kind of our the atmosphere. I think we've seen a, a big shift over the last couple of years um, in the number of ticket purchases that are coming in um, and the and the age demographics of them for fifty over cricket. 
um, and particularly for this year with the T20s being members only. Um, we've seen a, a lot of people that have obviously missed out on, on coming and, and are coming in as a uh, uh, more casual sport on, on a sort of a day trip. So, um, yeah, I think it's something that, um, yeah, that we've had some mixed feedback, of course. You know, we know that there's there's some people that, that, that don't like music at cricket um, in general. So, um, but yeah, we, we think that, that the 50 over game is valid having... Um, a bit more of an atmosphere and particularly when you've got like the beer and cider festival and mm. got the Royal Marine Band coming on on Sunday it's um, hopefully just gives it a bit more of a of a lift into to sort of modern white ball cricket definitely does for me yeah it definitely it, it definitely adds to the day and it definitely just gives a better atmosphere I think that's a good thing you know yeah definitely for white ball cricket I think now it's just white ball cricket is homogenised into that match day atmosphere where a 50 over game should be the same as a, as a T20 game which should be the same as a T10 game are there any other forms of white ball cricket? I don't think there are um, but you go to, you know, you see the colour kits, you see the white ball, you see the black sight screens, you expect music to be coming out live over the, uh, live over the speakers so uh, yeah I don't see a problem with it at all obviously there will be elements of the membership who uh, who do absolutely that's why we love it isn't it it's we, everyone's got a very very strong opinions on Somerset cricket which is uh, which is what we'd like to see absolutely right Dan are you sat down <laughs> oh god what's your opinion on Eddie Byram in all honesty oh, is he good enough for Somerset I think he's horribly yeah. out of Nick at the moment it's, it's a it's Eddie's Eddie's career has been so interesting hasn't it he started in he started well 2017 he just never quite he's never quite built on it in the championship and he's had you know he missed almost the entirety of the 2019 season he only played one championship game that year but obviously he had that brilliant t20 campaign and then in 2020 you know he had that chance again to open didn't really take it but then did well in the middle order and obviously that century the bob willis final yeah. didn't build on his t20 um, exploits of 2019 still hasn't really built on them and in the championship the thing is the championship this year he's only batted four times because he played in a couple of the rain affected games didn't he like runs so I I still think we haven't I don't think we know for certain whether Eddie you know is good enough or not I still think we we need to see more of him um but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's out of contract at the end of the season, um, so it could go either way, really. I think. Yeah, I think it's it, he's he's not having the best of uh, best of times with it at the moment. You know, he's he's a lovely, lovely lad, and and he's one of those ones that you you are absolutely desperate every time he walks out. And I, and I think on ironically yesterday was it, it just felt like a really good opportunity for him to, to to score some runs you know the the loss of those early wickets and, and you kind of think well potentially this is eddie's day but um again he's going to be disappointed with that dismissal i think against the off spinner there so uh um yeah, yeah he just I, sort yeah, of I, he sort of half left it and just feathered it through didn't he it was a bit of a six one half a dozen of the other type of shot wasn't it, it was yeah he'll be disappointed shot I'm sure, and I, and I think you know, I think he'll he'll understand a lot more about his his game over the next. You know, I think he's going to be given these these six games at least um, to, to to see if he can get himself into some sort of form. And you know, things change so quickly at Somerset cricket at the moment because of COVID, because of England call ups, because of hundred call ups. So 
anything could happen between now and October, the whenever the populist final ends, and um, you know, you, you could well sit. I, it wouldn't be surprised if, if he ended up doing something remarkable at some stage. One thing that was disappointing for me with Eddie is he got that hundred in the Bob Willis final last year, and then they didn't keep that side coming into the championship season. I know they had they had a massive pre-season because it didn't rain and they expected it to, so they ended up playing about twelve or thirteen days of cricket in March, and and he didn't get the runs that that he would have liked. But it would have been nice for me just to keep that consistency coming over from the last. Uh, the last game of last season, which was the Bob Willis Trophy final, and I've said Eddie uh, got a hundred in that. Yeah, for me, he's just never been consistent through his his career, and that was his first hundred for Somerset after sort of three or four years of trying, um, and he still hasn't made a hundred in four day cricket for Somerset because that was obviously a, a five day <laughs> game. So he has had a lot of chances, and as you say, guys, the ability it's there. There's something there. I just think he needs to have a a breakthrough innings and and just carry on because he's got the ability but it's he's certainly got the technique to yeah. open the batting Somerset. I think that's that is you know if, if he, I think if you were going to say go and develop into what he wants to be I think you know he could be a very good opener if, if he you know if he can kick on and go through the gears and I think that was his issue when he was first in the side wasn't it he, he was doing a pretty good job of seeing off the new ball but never really hurt opposition yeah he'd get a 30 and get out wouldn't he I think that's going to be um, you know I, I, I see him as an opener person I think if he is going to um, have a long career for Somerset I think he's just got, he's got that game to, to see off the new ball um, but opportunities he's, he's up against some good players so yeah. you know ben, we spoke about Ben Green earlier he, he, he opened with by um, sorry, he opened with um, um, who did he open with in the Bobless final? Lamb, 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 <laughs> got hundred. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so he, he's again, he's going to be at that, that opening spot as well as some of the other guys. So yeah, be interesting. Yeah. Um, have you heard anything on the grapevine about Mr. Devon Conway? I went a bit Mark Church then. Mr. Conway, Mr. Warren, have you heard anything about Mr. Conway coming back for? Uh, um, for the T20 quarterfinals and the uh, the county championship games in September, uh, not too sure. I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I think is that you've issues. not heard anything, or he, he's not coming back? I th- I've not heard anything oh, okay. definitely either way, but um, I've not been told that that, that it's a, that it's a go. I think um, there are. I'm just looking through bits and pieces, and I think there are visa. Issues and getting back into New Zealand in certain windows and things like that. So I, I think I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we've tried. I, you know, I'd be, I'd yeah. be amazed if we hadn't tried. Um, um, but yeah, I think the fact that it hasn't, I've not had the, uh, I've had the me and Spencer, I've had the nod to uh, get the press release written and, and tweeted out. I think we uh, might be uh, struggling there a bit. It's all set up then. Byram leads Somerset to Championship glory with 700 <laughs> runs September. I, I wonder if we'll get another September signing. The last time we did that was obviously Murali Vijay and that didn't really work oh, out. God, I forgot you know, about that. <laughs> will we try and sign another overseas player, I wonder? It's, it's an interesting question because we do have a, you know, we've got quite, when everyone's available, you know, we've got 
you know, quite a few batters in there going for six positions. You know, Banton and Green, you know, vying for spots. Yeah, and Byron. Smead as well yes. is, is another Smead, one. Smead, yeah. Mix, so, so we might have to keep the faith with them. Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see where, after all the dust is settled on hundreds and T20 quarterfinals, where, where they whether form has counted for something or whether they go with what they went with for the for the, for the group stage is going to be uh, an interesting lineup. I think that lineup's game for sure. Mm, definitely, yeah. Um, Steve goes on, unfortunately this uh, 100 won't be going away anytime soon. For next season, do you think they should have a cap of maybe four players per side? I think we touched on that last week, didn't we? You can't really deny players the opportunity to go and earn a few quid playing for the 100 just because there are four other players in their team that get drafted I think you'd run into all sorts of employment law um, yeah. before you even start to touch the um, the cricket inside of things it'd be nice but like I say we've we've lost 10 and uh, we're still doing alright so uh... yeah I think you'd like to think that the counties that would lose the most players but should have in theory, the most backup um, yeah. through the squads, but sorry, have lost yeah. about forty, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at their lineup, I mean, they've they've still got an unbelievable yeah, like you know, Ricky Clark and, and all that lot. It's Hamler, Stoneman, yeah. Brian Patel, Jamie Smith. You know, Smith, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they would probably be favourites, I would imagine, to qualify from our group. I think just on paper. Um, so yeah, be be um, yeah, I think they'll they'll. Uh, I'll do all right without their uh, without their players. Okay. Oh, one from Andy Cleave. Can uh, Ben explain the reasons why the enhanced live stream won't have the BBC commentary incorporated going forward? Nothing better than listening to the voice of Somerset cricket when not at the ground. Lots of counties seem to be going down this route. More commercially viable? Question mark. Yeah, no, it's a really good question. Um, yeah. So from from our side, obviously the live streaming is is just been. Um, a monumental sort of project that sort of keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger by the almost by the month really and you know from where we were um, a couple of years ago to where we were even a year ago to where we are now is 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 amazing um, to the point where absolutely realistically the, the club are now making significant money um, from it as a as a service I think it's um, it's it's fantastic to see um, something that cur that didn't make the club any money make the club money because it, it be, it's new money into the club. It's and and it's significant. Um, it really is significant in helping us get out of this pandemic. Um, so um, yes, there, you know, there's a few things there that hopefully we can we can sort out. And and you know, Anthony's BBC commentary is wonderful. You know, it's not a case of us not wanting Anthony on the. Thing. I think we've got we brought in some some commentators that have done a really good job as well, and we we, we hope to have more um, guests and things like that coming in. But um, me and Dan can do a shift on Sunday, Ben, if you want. We're available. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the door is going to be open, and um, so no, I, I think it's it's one where you know we're still learning a lot about it. Um, there's um, some really interesting things happening with with live streaming and. Uh, yeah, just just as a an overall, you know, it's it's certainly not a closed shop decision at all. It, it's one where um, ultimately we want to keep the service. Well, we have to keep the service free, but we want we want to anyway. 
Um, and it is really now seen as the big marketing asset of county cricket. You know, we we know that that, 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 that to help drive people to watch county cricket, we've got this most unique tool that a lot of sports clubs our size don't have. Um, so it's it's a fantastic thing to be able to do to let people to, to sort of out, outbound push people to watch live cricket on their YouTube TVs or on their phones or, or iPads, whatever. It's it's amazing to be able to do that, and um, the numbers now that we're getting are are, are seriously um, giving businesses investment opportunities, which is hopefully going to keep driving the club. Um, forward and ultimately pay Tom Abel's and my wages and everyone else and keep the club are you on about you're about the same then you and Tom <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah no it's going to be um, it's going to be great you know I think you know there will hopefully be some some continual improvements to it and um, we'll keep keep going with it making it better making get more cameras in get more um, clever, you know, we when we started doing the multi-camera stream, we had no idea what we were doing. We, me and my colleague Dan, we just had not a clue. We'd never done any broadcast style stuff before. Um, I think after doing it for a year, we, we, we picked up a lot of bits and pieces. We've spoken to some really good people, and uh, we're getting better at it. Um, but there's still a long way to go. So, in terms of the the making money aspect of it, then I guess it's it's you've got the checks from trade nation and wpa you're selling like little advertising spots on it or are they just to sort of the existing sponsors i've seen like uh, i've seen like bradford's and a few others have just popped up in the middle yeah and then the youtube ad revenue as well is that a significant factor yes yeah, well? absolutely yeah so the um there's two elements to it there's the sort of value addition to a package that a sponsor might have so for instance bradford's um, you know, it, it's part of a wider package that they have, and it's a, now an asset. You know, like a board would be on on the ground. You know, so that's that's really exciting. That two years ago or three years ago, those numbers were all calculated by how many people were sat on seats. You know, so if you say, "Oh, I want a board at the ground," you say, "Well, how many people watch that game of cricket?" Well, actually, now we can say, "Well, actually, the cameras were on that." that as well for a start and then actually we can put advertisements on the stream to add in that so it's it, it sort of doubles up really a lot of these commercial deals that the club are doing now that we can say yep yeah, no you'll have x y and z but you'll also have a b and c that weren't really available a couple of years ago so um yeah there's there's the sort of straight up yeah it will cost you x amount to, for an advert but it's also trying to keep the sponsors that we already have um, and make give them the, the best return on on their uh, their money that's that's going so 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 far for to keep the club uh, going strong. Absolutely, there was a question that came in that I skipped past, but I, I had this in mind to come back to. Is um, what do you see as the areas of growth, uh, the areas for growth and improvement in your areas of expertise, and are there any ECB shaped obstacles preventing these? So, um, I suppose that would be like I don't know what. What are the kind of the regulations about what you are and aren't allowed to do with with your live streams? Yeah, well, the ECB have actually been brilliant um, in in making all this happen. Really, uh, you know, twenty the, the, the previous. And if you're going to fit in and always look on the bright side of life, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to praise the ECB <laughs> yeah, in any no. way. <laughs> but we'll, but we'll let you off on this occasion. 
absolutely give them their due on this one. Um, no, they, um, they, um, yeah, the, the previous media rights deal enabled didn't allow us to stream at all. Um, it was very much like no, because streaming wasn't a thing. Social media clips. So when you see a wicket, the, the ability to pop it on our website and social media wasn't, you know, it was never written into any contract because it didn't exist. Um, so the ECB and Sky and, and the counties worked really hard to sort of develop a contract that was already written um, to allow counties to start to do this. And and now that the, the new media deal is in place, it, it basically allows us to do um, whatever we like, really, within, you know, within some reason. It, it, you know, there's no uh, real restrictions on what we do other than when sky come down to to cover the games really we obviously we can't stream those but um it's very exciting no real limitations other than um get you know just just pure um resource and then we'll uh, we'll see where we get to so i'd imagine it must be quite f- sort of funny for sky because you can watch every game now you don't need as a sky subscription to watch all the T20s on county cricket, obviously, apart from the ones that, that Sky cover, which is which is a massive shift from, as you say, sort of two or three years ago, when the only way you could watch T20 cricket was to subscribe to Sky. So, how did that kind of that sort of shift in uh, in their attitude kind of come about? Did they just? I don't know. I think there was, I think there was a lot. There's a lot of research done into county cricket um, consumers. I think they're very much aligned with. Um, Sky Sports subscribers, like the demographics of, of people that watch county cricket, and the demographics of the people that subscribe to Sky on the whole. So, um, I think there's there's a lot of collaboration there. I think that you saw it earlier in the season when um, breakthrough moments where things like um, some of the county streams were broadcast on Sky Sports cricket, and that, that's exciting. And, and when the Bob Willis Trophy final was on the iPlayer, that's exciting. So. Um, there are really some excellent pieces of work being done um, behind the scenes and, I, and I'm sure that there's a model there where if the county streams continue to do that then there's a lot of collaboration where actually county streams could end up being on on Sky regularly um, you know I, we're waiting to hear what they if they plan to do anything from the back end of the championship um, and what their plans would be but if they knocked on my door and said, do you know what, we'd love to broadcast your game against Lancashire and you guys are going to help run it, then amazing. It's um, yeah, great, great to uh, to be involved with that sort of stuff. So in terms of sort of the, all the technology and how that kind of goes on, then if you, if you sort of... I was thinking about this the other day, that the it, it runs about sort of 20 years behind so an example would be when they first brought the third umpire into international cricket that was sort of the early 90s and then about 20-25 years later the umpire theoretically could do that stood with his phone at square leg or or standing as an umpire to capture that line decision so moving on then are we going to see permanent Hawkeye at every county ground do you think in the next few years are we going to see could we see full DRS being used in the county championship once the if the technology is there and becomes cheap enough well it, who knows I mean I, I I do think that there is there are going to be some natural 
limitations to this. I think I think budget, unless things got incredibly cheap, um, I think what's happened here is that the technology's got to a point where you can do a lot with a little. Um, you know, by no means are we got a truck or anything at the back. We there's you know it, it, there's very much just a, a few bits and pieces, a couple of laptops, cut the cameras, and just plug it in and you'll know from your stuff, Shep, that, yeah. you know, you can actually do quite a lot now with some fairly limited resource. Yeah. And I think it's taking it to that next level that it's where you seriously get to, you know, for example... I think there'll trip. be a Hawkeye app for a mobile mm -hmm. phone. Yeah, I can, I can see it happening in, in maybe 10 years' time. Yeah, I think absolutely. It, it, you know, it could happen. Things are definitely yeah. moving forward. You know, I know I spoke to Dan on Twitter about this, but we're looking at... Um, having speed guns at every county championship match um and well across the, the first class network from from next season there's been a trial going around with the ecb and uh, so the ecb have very kindly bought this trial speed gun that's been sort of doing the rounds of counties for testing purposes so we had a couple of test test games and um the plan would be to that if the tests were successful which we believe they were um, to purchase one of those outright um, and then that's used for analyst purposes but also for streaming and also on the screens um, at the games so um, that's certainly something that's that's a very easy next roadmap but there's, there's limitations right particularly with camera work you know the the obvious thing missing from our coverage at the moment is a roaming camera on the other end yeah. um, just things like having to you know we can't exactly go to one of the in both boxes and say <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's now a camera gantry. Um, you know, well, maybe for every moving camera, you've got you've got to pay a cameraman to stand there for a day as well, haven't you? So yeah, you know, maybe, cost, maybe yeah. one day we we're, we can justify that cost. Maybe so. Actually, no, it's more beneficial to the club that we we don't sell that box to to a box holder. It's better off suited as a camera gantry. I, whether that ever happens, I'm not sure. But um, I think we've kind of there will be a plateau before but it wouldn't surprise me if other counties continue to invest heavily into it um, and we're we're, we're we're pitching that you know we want to be you know we we know that somerset fans love a live stream so um, we don't want to be left left behind if, if, if other counties are going to be investing do you wish you'd, you'd had all this about six or seven years ago when the architects were drawing up the plans for uh, the marcus just called it pavilion just to get a little bit of extra room in there somewhere yeah, well, we've been quite lucky so far um, that we have one extra room that now that was a sort of an overflow press box, which is now a a live stream studio. Um, sounds more posh than it than it is, but um, um, but yeah, we, we yeah, you know, I think you know, ultimately, um, you could probably have built another another deck and uh, probably got got some uh, more equipment in it. But uh, there we go. Absolutely right. Oh, Aaron, 10 minutes has flown by, guys. Um, do we have any other business before we uh, we head off and I go and have a well-earned sleep because I'm absolutely knackered? <laughs> no, thanks for having me on, mate. That's, uh, it's our pleasure, our pleasure, Ben. Uh, right, I think we'll knock it on the head then. I'm going to go yep. back and see if I can stand up. I've got bad arthritis in my knees these days. Might even have to pack up playing, but... Um, Right, uh, for Dan and uh, Ben, as I say, it's great to great to have you on. I'm sure we'll bump into you at Sunday at, uh, at the Yorkshire game at some stage. But uh, yeah, for uh, Dan and Ben, I'm Ian Shepherd. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.